Welcome to the Technostatic Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Eric, and this is your host, Randy. Hello. We got some topics. We got some topics to talk about. September 14th, Apple event predictions. It's coming up. Android versus iOS debate. We're going to talk Android versus iOS. TikTok, is it taking over? Are you going to be TikToking from now on? And dude, uh, I've never downloaded it. <laughs> me neither, dude. And uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about just some fun stuff. What's on your desk? And also, we're doing a photo challenge. We want to talk about that a little bit, too. So let's uh, not waste any time. First things first, September 14th. It's been announced. There's going to be the big day. Big Apple event, dude. What's going on? What's Apple doing? Yeah. You know, it's 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 kind of weird this go around because I feel like this is probably covered on, on a lot of channels and a lot of podcasts already. Yeah, dude. But, you know, one thing I, I kind of want to note is, at, at least for this event, it seems like the Apple Watch has more leaks and coverage than right. the iPhone itself. And that's kind of, that's, that's, that's kind of inverse to what it normally is, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So what are they, what do you think we're going to have, though, with this announcement then? So... Uh, I, th- I think we're going to have the iPhone 13, obviously. obviously. Uh, Apple Watch. Apple Watch Series obviously. 7, which is destined for a, a casing redesign. So it's kind of a big year for that since we've never seen one of those ever. No, no, no not really. Like they did like kind of quietly thicken it one year. Yeah, but it was still the same but aesthetic, right? But it was the same right? aesthetic, yeah. same style. And they also reduced the bezels. Like the uh, what Series right. 1 had like a square screen, I, I think. think uh, series four is when they shrunk the bezels down. Okay. So, but they had like a square display on the originals and then like, right. Cause, because as you know, rounded corners are the future. Oh yeah. So, 100%. Uh, <laughs> That's what you say, dude. <laughs> so, okay. So new Apple, uh, Apple watch and new iPhones. So like, I mean, I know you're not hyped about new iPhone or anything. Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to watch the event. Obviously I'm still hyped for it. Yeah kind of still sold on my z fold 3 and, and and we'll kind of get to more of that later on but uh okay uh i mean it's always exciting to see what apple puts out you know hair force one craig federici is a great guy you know he presents really well yes. uh, apple marketing is always 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 on part on, on point and i feel like one of the good things we got out of the pandemic is now their keynotes are catered for are are, are more uh, tailored to people who aren't there. Yeah, 100%. you know what I mean. So so like when they're they super address, flashy, dude. They are. They are. Like, do you like, know like, how like, like they zoom like, in to the to their oh, Apple incredible. headquarters and shit? Yeah, it's and they're incredible. Like, their glass the, saucer. The cinematography yeah. is like yeah. Ooh, it's almost worth watching it for that alone. Yeah, you know I know I mean? it's a good time just um, to watch. But um, I just want to cover, you know, so, so some of the rumors and some of what we may or may not expect. Uh, People are assuming that we may get emergency calling via satellite. Uh, not sure if that's coming or not. That would be interesting. Huh. Like, where so, would that be applicable? Like, would you be, like, out in the mountains? You got no yeah, fucking... Yeah, so, like, say you're in a dead zone, right? But you still have an emergency. Well, the theory is is the new antenna would be able to communicate through a satellite. Yeah. Almost like GPS. You know, like, uh, like a... I have this ar- argument with Kelly all the time where I say, because she's like, oh, I get GPS anywhere. I'm like, that's because it goes off of satellite. <laughs> yes. And then, like, you know, we'll, we'll have this discussion where she doesn't have service and she wants to know why, why her maps are still working. And okay, yeah. really, you only need the internet to navigate the route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, if you use, like, Google Maps or Apple Maps on your phone, it really only uses data to calculate the route. 
Yeah, okay. And then once it has that route, it just uses GPS antennas after that. Right. So that's why if you're driving in your car and you're on like the turnpike or something and you lose service, your GPS still works because it goes off the satellite. It doesn't need data at that point. Doesn't but, that seem like an, ex- an expensive add-on just for the few um, that go up in the mountains to... So it's, it rumor seems- has it, rumor has it that it's just included in the new Qualcomm modems. Okay, so it's just going to so, be like an inclusion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, cool for people that need that. You know, if they built it into the modems, like whatever. But yeah, interesting, dude. I was like, is it because Facebook can't track you off the grid? You know what I mean? That would like, probably be the actual concern. Yeah. You know, like they want to make sure that, you know, then you see Sam in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 100%. Dude, they can't scan for child uh, CSAM, but, you know, <laughs> while you're in the mountains, dude. But my my understanding is it's for, it, it is if, if included, it will be for uh, emergency calls only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did see a, a, a poll recently, and shockingly enough, or, or, or unshockingly, the two biggest improvements people want to see on the iPhone are better cameras and better battery life. I mean, I, cameras I continue kind of a, to be, like, uh, a big player in smartphone, uh, yeah. I guess, like, re- yeah. uh, not really requirements, but, like, I guess if you have, like, a list of things that you want out of your next smartphone... I guess a lot of people just want a great camera. Well, it's kind of interesting yeah. that it's, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that because uh, Kelly's sister is getting married. So, like, I've been doing a little bit more. I don't want to say like wedding research, but like uh, learning about like weddings and stuff because part of me also wants to kind of do photography as like a side hobby. Uh, and you'd be shocked how many people get married and 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 they do this thing now where they don't hire a photographer. Really, they just have everybody uh, take basically. Photos, huh? Basically, what they do is they ask everyone to take photos online and then share them in an album. Yeah, and like that kind of bothers me, right? Because like, there's a little not bit... because I like photography and stuff, yeah. right? But it, it bothers me because people are going to take photos on their phone anyway, right? So, so like the only thing you're you're lacking then is high quality memories. Yeah, hundred percent. There's there's kind of a a novelty with uh, phone photos. Like there's kind of a candid look you can get. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, like I'm, dude. You and I are both big photographer kind of people. Like we care about that quality, dude. We want that real bokeh. We don't want that fucking photo. You know, for me, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. For you know, for me, I kind of like. I almost want to harken back to like the early '90s, where like. Now I view like cell phone cameras as like instant film cameras. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then like they're they're basically like the instant film cameras of our generation. Right. Uh, and, and and that's not me downplaying them because you know a lot of times the the only camera I have on me is my phone. Yeah. So 100%. I, I'm obviously going to use it. Uh, but that being said, it, it's it's never a replacement for a dedicated camera for me. It just isn't. Um, no. But. No, I mean, uh, dedicated cameras, you can shoot in raw, you can get massive dynamic range, you get, uh, you you know, but like a lot of people, like most people don't want to go through the editing, they just want to have a phone that can kind of do all that in the background for you, they don't want to think about it, they just want to point and shoot, you know, and I I get it, like there's a whole generation of people that don't really care as much as we do, I guess. No, I totally get that. So, like, you know, like the iPhone 14, like, I don't know. It's obviously going to, it looks like it's going to do the triple array camera setup, same as last year. Um, But I don't, you know, I have a leaked thing up right now, dude. Tell me what you think of this. Yeah, pull it up. So, uh, this is like from the XDA developers website. So, so this is the 14, just so, just so you know. This is, this is the coming out uh, allegedly next year. This is next year? Then why are we coming out? 
Why are we getting yeah. next year leaked renders? Because you clicked year. on it and and, and oh, no. I'm a dummy. This is the no, phone we want machine. though. Look at the bezel, like or look at the uh, notch being gone, dude. Yeah. How late yeah, are they to that trend? I mean, that front to me, if you just looked at the front of it and yeah. removed those two side pictures, it looks like a Galaxy S10. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just a it's a slab of glass phone, dude. Like, how many yeah. of those do we have, right? You I would think, assume by now that 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 they would maybe have have like a UDC. Uh, yeah, but uh, UDC would be nice, I guess. Uh, you know, the behind the curve on that one, we do like the under display camera on the Z Fold. I think it's actually excellent. Like, I do not too. camera I wise. Do Honestly, can I say something, dude? I don't think the Go iPhone should have the under display camera because it would Why compromise selfie quality. So, so it's interesting you say that. So. The Galaxy Z Fold one is relatively early tech. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a better one out. There's a Gen two out, and 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 I think it's Xiaomi. Is it okay. a Xiaomi phone or something like that? They have a Gen two one on display camera. And yeah. w- okay, so what you're getting at is the quality isn't sucky. Is that what you're getting at? Because you can definitely see the decrease in quality. For you like can. the and uh, and, and obviously you've probably seen in lights and stuff that like yeah you a can weird see reflection the, with light. the grid it of is pixels, the ZTE like... Axiom thirty five G oh Jesus Christ I ain't typing that yeah, in it's a mouthful okay but you, can you see know how like we have like that we have like that that obtuse pixel array yeah it doesn't have that at all oh wow really it does not have that at all so it's yeah. like really dense then it it looks like a phone you know. I think that if you get dense enough, the only thing you're really going to lose is brightness, right? Right. So you, yes, you're, yes. what you're going to have to have is like a great denoising algorithm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just to to deal with low exposure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the so, exposure issue. It's going to look like almost at, at a high pixel density, it's going to be like a freaking filter almost. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's kind of nutty. But yeah, I mean, I guess like because the Z Fold 2 does like it's just like big pixels, dude. <laughs> yeah, but like for to your point, display. to your point, it's so much better than the pinhole in the Z Fold Two. I'd like rather have this, but like for this yeah, form factor, the under display uh, makes camera sense. makes a hundred percent sense. Because yeah. like, I mean, I can't really show it on camera, but like, that's so much better of an experience. Honestly, in that picture, you can't even see it. You can't. So, so it's just so much um, better to have like a full display, right? Like, I mean, yeah. think about it, right? If Apple could do it, don't you think they would? have a complete screen, right? That's always been kind of the thing that we expected um, them to do is have like just a screen. You can't see a so, camera, nothing like that's, isn't that end game? Isn't that, I what think it is. I think it is. But I also think that Apple has the biggest profit margin of any phone. Yeah. Uh, okay. So just pure profit. So you're saying like it would be, that's actually fact too, right? So it's like, it's like you could look that up. Apple charges the most, yeah. the, the highest premium on top of cost for their phones. So um, what you're saying is they have, they'll have courage until it eats into their profit margin. <laughs> yes. Yes. So like, if you look at a company like Xiaomi, um, their annual profit per phone is less than $2. Wow. What? That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's why you have like this Xiaomi Mi 11 ultra. Right. That's like half the price of an S 21 ultra. And almost beats it in some specs, yeah. Because it's literally two dollars over their costs. Isn't it kind of um, nutty how much brand plays like this big role in what you buy smartphone wise? I mean, 
for yeah. us, like I don't, I don't know. There's kind of fifty fifty on it. If you're looking for a normal phone, right, like an Android phone, if you're if you don't care about innov- like weird phones, like Foldy Boys, like say you're just going for like a regular glass slab, sure. uh, you know, then like how do you have so many options? On the Android Do phone. you really, though? I think so, dude. Like, you so, can... so LG is gone. Nokia is gone. You have Motorola. Losing who, options. That's who, true. Who only competes in, like, the mid-range space. For Android, uh, thank, thank, thankfully, we're getting a high-end Pixel this year. Yeah. Thankfully. Because that mid-range junk they were pulling is, 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 is not acceptable. Because no. if they want to be an iPhone competitor, they can't sell mid-range specs to people. And, no. and and that's frustrating. So realistically, though, man, like, what other high end phone is there besides Samsung for Android that's available in the U.S.? Yeah, good point, man. I mean, I don't know. I always felt like the smart. It was like so competitive. HTC is gone. Yeah, you have Motorola barely competing in mid range specs. I'm not even sure if you can get those in, uh, like AT and T or Verizon anymore. They might just be all all, all unlocked on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I can't really argue to that fact because I, I haven't owned a lot of Android phones. You know what the last Android phone I owned before I got into these Samsung Folds was? Yeah. It was the OnePlus One. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a They're OnePlus a big One. You know? They're a big player. Like, I remember when I got the OnePlus One, I forget how much they cost at launch, but they were, like, super cheap, you know? That's when they were, like, that was their OnePlus first phone. OnePlus is a good company, yeah. And, yeah. like, their first phone came out the gate. It was, like... No compromise at a great price, right? That was like their original kind of stick. Yeah, and like it was a great phone for the price. Like so, I remember, like so, I pulled up uh, Verizon Wireless and I just went to buy a new phone. Yeah, here's my options, dude: Samsung Z Fold Three, Flip Three, S Twenty One Ultra, S Twenty One, S Twenty Fan Edition, S Twenty One Plus, Galaxy A Forty Two, Galaxy Note Twenty Ultra. 12 Pro Max, iPhone SE, iPhone 11, iPhone 12 Pro, iPhone 12, Motorola One, Motorola G, Samsung Galaxy A02, Motorola One. That's it. Three brands, Apple, Samsung, Motorola. That's it. I mean, that's nuts, dude. And you know what's weird is Motorola is even still here. They got bought, sold, all this crap like a million times. If I go a little deeper, there's like that Kyocera Duraforce. what the but no that? one realistically is buying that phone. I uh, I saw Joey rig everything do a teardown on it. It's basically like if you've ever seen those Dell laptops. Okay. The, like the tough books. Yep. It's basically that in a phone. So it oh. basically comes in its own non-removable rubber case. It has sapphire on it. it has mid-range specs, right? But it's designed for people who have a a, a hard job, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. And, so and, I mean... and then on page two is the Google Pixel Five. Yeah. That's basically it, man. The options are gone. Wow. So I mean, that's that's kind of sad. It's disappointing. I get it, but uh, you know, I guess everyone else is kicking Samsung, Apple. They're kicking everyone out of the space. I mean, they're the brands, I guess. So, you know, Samsung kind of kind of knocked it out of the park when they started doing fan edition stuff. In my opinion, aren't they because more affordable? Or that's my point, right? Is like. I still think like like you and I are in the minority. You know, like I think people are good enough with like a six hundred dollar phone right. to just last them two or three years. You know, right, right. Uh, and, and and now you have really great options like uh, Apple swung and missed with the iPhone five C, like going back like three or four years because it was like a hundred dollars less than the five S, and it had a two gen old processor and plastic build quality. So for a hundred dollars more, you can get the five S. That didn't make any sense. 
But mm-hmm. now I think these companies are, 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 are really targeting, you know, every price point very well. Okay. And yeah. when it comes to like hardware and, 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 and build quality, I don't think anyone can compete in the U S with Samsung and Apple. I just don't. No, I don't think so either. So what do you think of uh, this picture here real quick? This looks like it's like what we're going to see. This looks probably accurate. Yeah. So it looks like they offset the cameras this time on the, on the uh, non-pro models. Yeah. You know what's weird? Look at these uh, pro models. There's like one of them has a uh, smaller camera. Like, you see that? Uh, on the yeah, but, the smaller one? Like yeah. the top. Uh, didn't, didn't the 11 Pro and the 11 Pro Max have camera disparity too? Like they weren't equal? Uh, Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm pretty dude. sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm looking I have at a friend my... who returned it because he didn't want the smaller cam- the the, the yeah. worst camera. Okay. That's a shame because like I want the, everyone does it. I want the I don't want the Max to have the best everything cuz what if I don't want a big phone, you know what I mean? That's that's kind of where I am, but like yeah. everyone does it. So like if you look at the camera array on like the S21 Plus and the S21 Ultra, mm. the Ultra is sicko mode compared to that, right? Like it has yeah. the 10 times optical zoom. 100 times space zoom it has the 104 108 megapixel main sensor uh yeah and and even the pixel 6 and the pixel 6 pro the pixel 6 pro has three cameras and the pixel 6 has two so okay uh, that's yeah, kind of i know everyone does going. it i just don't like that i, um, I don't either to be fair yeah. though the main shooters and the smaller ones are probably like still great um yeah oh for sure for sure like like uh, I think a good example of that is is we both have uh, Z Fold threes now, yeah. And they technically just have last year's cameras recycled, and yeah. I'm still really impressed with the pictures I get from it. You know, I, yeah. I don't really have a problem with it. Um, but going back to the iPhone talk about this launch coming up, here's my problem with Apple, dude. They sell me the same phone every year, but they do it so well. They do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to watch that keynote. I'm going to watch that, like, minute and a half commercial that comes out. And it's going to reel me in because their marketing is so good. And then I'm going to open the box and realize after about two hours, it's the same phone they sold me last year. Yeah. But, and, and you know, I could already picture, you know, you know, you know, our, our boy Tim Cook taking the stage and be like, for this year, we have brought you the fastest iPhone ever. Yeah. And everyone's going to lose their minds when... Yeah, well, yeah. I would hope it's the fastest iPhone ever. I right? know, but it's still. And, but, but it's 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 just their delivery, dude. Yeah. It's their delivery. You know, like, 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 like they're they're hype, so I get hype. I I know it's it's because they have such high quality marketing that you just get on board the hype train. Yeah, I, exactly you know, right. I'm yeah. trying to like be objective, right? I'm trying to be like, listen, it's the same phone. And I did this, you know, I had the 11 Pro Max. I sold it for the Z Fold 2. Then I ended up getting the 12 Pro Max. And the 12 Pro Max was the same as the 11 yeah. Pro Max, really. So, Except it had the so, shiny edges, you know. So my mom has an XS Max, okay? Okay. And I just traded in my 12 Pro Max. If I taped off the corners and put the phones in front of you, you would have no idea yep. which phone was which. And that and and that could not be a problem, right? Because if you're someone who is in that cycle of not upgrading for two to three years, yeah, then unless you care about you know that that just like hashtag boss factor of <laughs> you know flexing off the physical latest iPhone they or do. having the People best cameras, it. the the performance of the actual hardware itself, it's kind of the same. Because I feel like the, like like Apple Silicon is, is is at a point where the software that they run on the phones doesn't allow you to do anything that would require 
the level of horsepower they give you. Right. So let me so, say something, dude. Apple's marketing, they they've they've spun it so well. They have people like almost uh just programmed to believe like the next iPhone it's just so much better. Oh, it's so much faster. Yeah. Oh, the camera is so much better. Like they could literally upgrade from like 11 to a 12 and then just feel great. You know what I mean? Right. Even though like right. realistically, but like they just have it like, oh, this is the latest iPhone and there's just like this inherent excitement that's really not justified or anything, right? Like us tech people can really look into it and go, okay, yeah. realistically, it's just the hype train that's here. <laughs> you know, it's it's not really, it's the marketing yeah, it's, it's so good. It's literally the marketing, right? Like yeah. like that phone is going to give you the same experience. Your, 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 your XS is, your 11 is, your 12 yeah. is. Nothing will be different from yeah. a usability standpoint. You may have a slightly brighter screen. You may have a slightly more efficient battery. But at the end of the yeah. day, if you're just using your iPhone to, to, to jump in and out of apps, it's going to be the same yeah. experience. Do you remember how, like, do you remember back in the day when there was, like, the they'd have the iPhone, like, number, and then they'd have the S here, right? Yep. We're, we're no longer doing that. We just get all S's. Dude. We get all S's now. It's like every yeah. four <laughs> yeah. years is an S year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, finally, the fifth year or or whatever, you'll get, an, like, an actual change. That's where we're at. And we're in per- perpetual S years now. Yeah, and, it's it's bizarre to me. It's like they planned it, though. It's like that we're going to get rid of the S branding because people expect big innovation on every, like, major non-S, non-S year. And we can't keep that up anymore. Like, we yeah. have to mask it somehow. So they changed yeah. their naming convention now. No, I, I mean that's a good observation because I, I I think you're kind of right. Yeah. In that regard, because th- thinking back to like even the iPhone 10, right? Like the iPhone 10 only came in one size, but that was a good size. You know, it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I don't. I couldn't tell you what what, what I've gained buying an XS and 11 and 12. Yeah, I couldn't tell think you about how awesome this is, right? Think about how genius Apple is, right? They they're like, okay, there there was an I, iPhone seven, what was it, the S or fi, was it just a seven? I forget. We were on the seven. We I were think. on a seven year. It might have been seven seven S. It was something. Which, seven. by the way, okay, the seven is one of my favorite iPhones of all time. Yeah, I had a seven as well because it and, came in jet black. Yes, yes, it was sexy, dude. Uh, yeah, Amanda got the jet black one. It was like sleek. Um. But yeah, so they then the following year they made the eight and the ten, right? Yep. They they didn't even have a nine. They were like, okay, so nope. they they made this like transition to the to get rid of the S's so smartly, right? Well, like, well, they technically, really did. the the ten had a ten S if you remember. My mom oh, was a wait, 10S. oh, there was a ten S. Okay, okay. Yeah, so then so the whole reason behind. Flat. Right, so 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 why they did this is because, uh, because of S years, the what would be the nine doesn't sound that exciting, and yeah. because it was the radical redesign of removing the home button and stuff, yeah. the ten stands for their tenth for for their tenth iPhone. It's it's has nothing to do with okay. versions because okay, of okay. the S nonsense. That's actually their tenth iPhone. Got it, dude. Yeah, I had a ten, and 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 that was a big jump from previous years. You got rid of the oh, for uh, sure home it was button. yeah. Yeah, First time we had face ID. Face ID. You went to gesture control. Um, you know, it was that was a big actually. Like I think the ten 
I wouldn't blame people for still rocking the 10 to this day. I had a 10. I probably should yeah. still be using the 10. Yeah. My um, mom has a 10s, right? You know what I and mean? like, and like every year I'm like, should I get her a new phone? No. And then I, I, I think in my mind that she's not going to know her password for anything. I'm going to have to set it up. Uh, and like, I want her to have like really nice technology, but at the same time, it's like, she's not going to gain anything. No, honestly, like, and like I found like iPhone she, transition like she, super easy, dude. Oh my God. It, it is. But, but, but like, I'm thinking in my mind, like she would never use MagSafe. No. She would hate MagSafe. Like, I, I, I just don't know what she would get better cameras maybe, but I like, heard they're making a new MagSafe, like a, like a version two almost. People are hoping for better magnets. Uh, stronger, but I don't know. Uh, I think I watched a Snazzy Labs video where they're pretty much using the best magnets they can for the the application. Well, yeah, within reason. I think that you you won't get a magnet thing. If anything, you ought to just have a rubberized uh, MagSafe puck. If anything, yeah, but, yeah. Because uh, like the mag, like you were saying with the Snazzy Labs video, the whole point is like, okay, um, you know, you get uh, an attraction force, but they slide off like easily. Right. right. Um, and, and so really to f- remediate that, you just freaking rubberized MagSafe puck, dude, you're good, but they don't do that. So yeah. now it sounds like I'm at least maybe it sounds like I'm Apple bashing. I'm not, I, I, I love Apple products. I'm you're just... in the, you're in the majority, dude. Everyone loves Apple bashing, but like, you know, I think we're just trying to be objective here on, yeah, they haven't yeah. really produced anything super hype. Like not to say the iPhone isn't a quality phone. It's a, it's super quality. It's just, it hasn't really I think made big pushes, you know, I think this should tell you something. If you look at Samsung's phones, the phones they just released in August, you don't say anything. You put them on a table in a vacuum. They're exciting on their own. You yeah. don't have to say a word about them. If you put down, you know, what the iPhone 13 will be on the table, I guarantee you someone will pick it up and think it's a 12. Yeah, 100%. Especially if you have them in a case. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. barely it's barely any different whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I think my argument is Apple's marketing gets me excited. Their products don't. I'll say the only thing I'm excited about for this launch is the Apple Watch. Uh, I already talked to you about that before because they're actually going to change the design up a little bit from the leaked images. And it looks like they're going to kind of square it off almost like iPad, iPhone squared off. But for the Apple, how do you think watch, that'll feel on your wrist? Because like, what? When I don't you, think you I'll do notice it. Because like, uh, I'm sure you won't. Because like, I'm sure they thought of that. Like, Apple's really good at that, right? But like, I could tell you that the 12, the iPhone 12, feels more digging in my pinky than the 11 did because of the, the the abrasive corners on it. Interesting. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, you know, but like when it comes to, but that's like a little different, right? Like one's kind of on right. your wrist yeah. and one's you're actually being held. Like obviously the more ergonomic design is going to be rounded hundred percent just from like a hand's perspective. Yeah. Um, but for something that's on your wrist, it doesn't truly matter. I think the weight matters much more. If it's lighter, then that's it's an point. improvement, right? That's a good point. So I think that if they can make it lighter and just make it better, and, uh, you know, I think the uh, – I see, I love the look. I don't know about you, but I love the look of the squared off. Like I, I, I think aesthetically it looks better. I think the yeah. 12 aesthetically looks better. But yeah. in my hand, I would – so, like – 
Apple needs to make a phone where when I pick it up, it, it, it goes round yeah. like a like a T-1000 liquid metal phone. And then when I put it down <laughs> on my desk, it goes back to the square boy again. That's so funny, dude. You know, uh, I think the mini just solves the problem just because it's like, even though it's squared yeah, off. But it will they make light. it? But will they make it again? I don't know. Looking at these images, there is a small boy, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but they could just be renders based off of like known designs and, and then they just shrunk it down to the mini specs. Cause like there are rumors that, well, well, rumors out there too, right? That based off of the mini's sale numbers, which is way below target. I can't uh, believe it's below target. How many people love the mini, dude? Freaking Snazzy Labs, uh, uh, loves the, so uh, Peter McKinnon loves the mini. Like, so here's where I'm at. Again, I love the mini, dude. Like tech guys, that's enough. Who don't tech guys who don't fold love the mini. Yeah, but, I love the mini. But you need to think of the average consumer, and I'm going to go back to Kelly, who spends, you know, a, the majority of her free time on Facebook Messenger, on Facebook, on Instagram, right. on TikTok. The battery life and the screen size isn't really that great for consuming media. Now, yeah. if you're a tech guy who has like, you know, a Z Fold, which is obviously justified because it's a tablet in your pocket, you know, yeah. or, or, or I, I, I guess what, what I'm getting at is, is most tech enthusiasts want a smaller phone because they have a, a, a device that, that's better suited for those tasks. Yeah. Whereas for, for your average consumer, they do a, like, like the majority of their stuff on their phone. Yeah. I mean, phone like people like even, all they got, they want the biggest people one even like a, Big time YouTubers even edit their videos sometimes to, to just be in the more phone uh, friendly aspect ratio because they see that the majority of their viewers watch it on their phones. Yeah. I mean, that's not, though. but yeah. yeah. Um, like I think LTT does and some other like uh, MKBHD. And yeah. Like, uh, John Morrison, what's his name? Yeah, Jonathan yeah, Morrison, yeah. he does. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't, I, I never thought about editing in that aspect ratio. Me either. I always felt like 16 by 9. I always end up watching on TV. To be fair, though, even watching on TV in that aspect ratio is kind of cinematic, you know? People put black bars and do 21 by 9 anyway. So, yeah. like, I don't so, know. It's kind of I cool. think that, like, like, we're small boys now, right? But I feel like if you, like, like started watching those, like, if, if we got a following and you started checking out those YouTube stats... And it said, like, 87% are on phones, we might switch. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it That's a good like, point. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not going to switch because the Z Fold is like four by three, dude. We're yeah, do four by we're, three. We're, we're videos, making four by three videos. Yeah, we're, we're not even six by sixteen by nine anymore, dude. We yeah. we four by three and up in here, dude. Um, you know, four by three is like kind of an ideal aspect ratio, almost like man, or it's sixteen great for by productivity. ten. I think I think that's yeah, my sixteen favorite. by ten is great for productivity. I mean, like that's kind of like my whole argument of putting uh, the the uh, start bar and the menu bar on the left, right? Because yes. I have. I have more real estate, more horizontal real estate than I do vertical real estate. Yeah. So it doesn't matter too much if I can hide the bar. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like I have my bar on Windows 10 slide down and then yeah. it does it on Mac OS too. So it doesn't so, matter at that point. But yeah, I know what you mean. If you have a persistent bar, why not put it on the side Windows 11? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Windows? So, so those, those of you are, are, are watching, keep, Keep noticing uh, me adjust my exposure. It's because uh, we have C10 monitors, and they go into ABL, which yeah. greatly reduces the, the light output in my room. So. That's hilarious, dude. Your monitor's exposing you too much, and then your camera's got to adjust. Um, um, 
Okay, dude. So, like, okay, we talked Apple Watch. Uh, we talked iPhone, dude. Are we going to get something else, dude? Are we getting a one more thing? Probably not from this event. I think, all right, all right, full prediction mode. This is what I think we're going to get this year. I think we're getting, we're getting iPhone 12 mm-hmm. and iPhone, or sorry, iPhone 13 and, and maybe hopefully iPhone 13 mini ships uh, a week after the launch. I think 13 Pro and Pro Max pre-orders will go live on the same day, but not ship till first week in October. I think we're going to see M1X 14 and 16s in November. Okay. But they're not going to announce it today, though. No, no. There'll be a MacBook event in November like we had last year for the M1 MacBooks. But there's also a rumor that Samsung's new Galaxy ZBook Flex is going to be a ZBook this year. If you see what I'm saying. Oh, what? Dang, I hadn't heard about that. So is that yeah. the one thing that folds twice? Or is that no, that, no, that's going to be a phone coming down, or that could just be in the skunk works, like a yeah. flex mode, because we can think. Double flex but, mode. <laughs> but the one render I saw is it kind of looks like the uh, Asus Zen Duo. I without, love that. W- without it being a separate screen. Okay, interesting. Probably whereas like, where Whereas, like, it'll work like a... Like the base screen will still be where you expect it to be, yeah. but there'll be no bezel between the the uh, second and first display. Dude, the ZenBook, dude. Off topic though, that laptop is like to me the coolest Windows. Yeah, laptop. yeah, I, I I agree there. The ZenBook, the Pro Duo or whatever, where you got the screen down there. Like yeah. I love yeah, that dual cool. monitor. Same. Like I, Same. I wish if I didn't love my Mac so much, I probably if I was gonna buy a Windows laptop, I'd strongly consider one of those. Yeah, but uh. Let's just, since we're on topic with all this crap, dude, you said earlier that iOS was dead to you. Our next topic is Android versus iOS debate. Yep. So, and and you, you were sneaky, though. You didn't say, like, Apple is dead to me. You didn't say, love you Apple. said iOS. You didn't say iPad OS. I love my iPad. You love your iPad. but uh, I do, dude. So what, what you're saying is the iPhone is dead to you. For now. For now. For now. <laughs> you can never say... For sure. No, I can't. I can't. Right? Wait until they there's... come out with an actual cool phone. Right. Um, right. You know, let me say this, dude. Like, I've been using my Fold, you know, for a while. I still got my uh, 12 Pro Max right here chilling. And uh, I'm actually have it on eBay right now. Bid bid on it right now. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, how much do you think it'll sell for, first off? 12 Pro Max right now, right before the new launch. How much do you think it'll sell for? 800 bucks. Nope, it's already beyond that. I posted it for eight hundred and sixty nine dollars and sixty nine cents. Nine fifty. It's already up to nine hundred, so. And it's got like a two days or something left, so. Yeah. Nine fifty, you think? I think it might I think go. I think it'll go over a thousand. Which is kind of we'll nutty. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Kind of nutty how they retain value, but anyway. So like, what's, you know. Uh, I, I, I think it's funny. I always message you when I find it, find an issue with Android for me. Yeah, but yeah, but like your issues are like so like white girl issues. Like, what? Dude, what does that are. even mean, dude? Can all you right, even all right. say let me give let me give you an example of the issue I got today. <laughs> Bro, I can't order Taco Bell from my full. It's dude, going back. Dude. I'm like, what do you mean you can't order Taco Bell from from your full? So then I download the Taco Bell app and I'm like, I can order this fine. What do you mean? He goes I can't switch out my meats on my breakfast crunch wrap. Dude, that's a big deal. 
It's not a big deal. I can't one. swap, dude. This is a, something that pissed me off, dude. Okay, dude. Is well, w- dude. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll trade out the Taco Bell app, but then in return, you have to give me back a YouTube Advanced. Oh my god, dude! You just beat my ass. That was it. That's that was it, the dude. that was the winner, dude. YouTube Advanced is so good. Can I just say? It's it's a it's a total game changer for me. It really is. Yeah. If you don't know what YouTube Advanced is, if you're just a listener, you don't you haven't really been in the know on Android. There's a uh, a version of YouTube, the YouTube app that is like open source or whatever. I think I don't know if it's open source. It's being it's like a community YouTube app, and it's got all these features. Right? It's got ad blocking. You can turn off crap you don't like, like the shorts button. You know, if you're if you're uh, you're not into YouTube shorts and all this other crap. You can turn that off. You can turn off sponsor. You have sponsor block or whatever included. So it automatically skips the sponsor segments. In and YouTube it works videos. so well. Like it works Seamless. shockingly well. Yeah, it works shockingly well. Yeah. So it's basically like YouTube on crack and it's unbelievable. And like, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Like that's why you stay on Android is like the fact not only can you use things like YouTube Vanced, but like I can use like ad blocking plugins in my Firefox app. Um, like I get uBlock Origin, HTTPS Everywhere, and other plugins that I really enjoy built into my app. Like that's freaking awesome. I can't yeah. do that on iOS. There's so many things that make me upset about iOS. Like the, you know, I remember when they finally let you change the default browser. That wasn't long ago, dude. You know? Yeah, but not using Safari on an iPhone is kind of I still use like links open and stuff. Well, like because like 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 what's your default URL ha- handler on your iPhone? It was Firefox, yeah. Can it be Firefox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It handles. Uh, it's the. I was just thinking because like like uh, Reddit links and iPhone just annoy me to no end. Well, they try and open the Reddit app. I know that. Uh, I try to open the Reddit app. So like, if you have Apollo, which you should if you're on iOS, uh, good luck opening a link in that. You actually have to download a third party tool called Opener. And then you have to long press a link, open up your share sheet, click on opener, and then click Apollo. Yeah, if that's you bad. Open a link in Apollo. That's it is so bad. Miserable. So I know on Android that shit's just native. Like you can just yeah, set it native. up. Reddit. You can basically can... set. Yeah. That's yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I I mean you would never do it, but if you really wanted to, you could have like Adobe Acrobat open up Reddit links if you want to. Yeah. But you have that level of freedom. You know what I mean? It's really nice, actually. I I just. It's getting to the point where I'm relying on these features that I didn't think I would rely on. That's kind of where I am, too. You know, like, again, I love iPadOS. Uh, to a degree, I love iOS. Yeah. But for me personally, you know, now, especially on the fold, I think that when you look at the benefits Android has and you have a larger canvas like this, uh, the benefits of Android really start to outweigh the walled garden of iOS for me. Yeah. I know a big one for me is um, is is I'm big into RDP. Uh, yep. Being able to 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 keep a persistent RDP connection open to my taskbar is massive. So uh, that's something I can't do on iOS. You know, no. it's really nice that 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 I can keep a, my remote desktop open on my phone and just check in on my computer whenever I want without having to close that connection. I like that I have a one button quick toggle to WireGuard to my to my home VPN from the pull down. Yeah, I love that feature. You know, we talked about YouTube Vance for a little bit. I, I love that too, and 
one of the big benefits of being in the Apple ecosystem is that wall garden where all the devices kind of talk to one another. Well, now if you, if I have Google messages, I can have that same level of text message continuity on any single device I want. Right. It doesn't have to be an iPad or a Mac. If I want to log in and text from my windows based PC, I can, if I want to log in and text from my MacBook, I can, right. It's, 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 it's turning into a really nice place for someone who is a power user on their phone. Yeah. What I've found is that um, if you're in the Apple, Apple ecosystem in a big way, Apple gives you a lot of solutions that integrate all your devices really well. And, you know, as somebody that's been a part of multiple ecosystems, I've went out of my way to find and even uh, implement solutions that would work cross-platform, right? So, like, I don't just use Safari. I use Firefox. And then if I use Firefox on all my devices, I can synchronize my browser data between the devices. That's really convenient. I don't have to have agnostic on Firefox. What is it? That's platform agnostic on Firefox. Yeah, exactly. So. so I can be on my Windows, my Mac, my iPhone, and have my browser data across all of them. So that's really kind of like getting features that would be inherent in Safari if you, you know, um, with iCloud and all these things, but you're getting... And then, like, as far as file sharing, we have a NAS, and then so iCloud doesn't really matter um, if I just use my NAS for all the data stuff. Um, sure. And then like, so there's always solutions uh, in your case, you were talking about uh, instead of iMessage synchronizing between all your devices. Now you're using Google messages. So there's always Perfect. alternatives. You just have to there kind is. of go out of your way to mm-hmm. find them, to implement them, to use them. And I've never wanted to tie myself to a ecosystem because I'm somebody that loves doing all of them. Um, and, and integrating all of my devices together. But what I will say is like, if you're, if you're hard in the Apple ecosystem, it's probably the best solution just to stick with what Apple gives you. It's really great yeah. on yeah. those platforms, but you're really locking yourself in. And like, I, to me, that was a, not something I wanted to do. So, right. Yeah. You, especially, I mean, you're even when you were, you know, when you had your MacBook and you were using your iPad and you had your iPhone, you still didn't use iCloud, you know no. what I mean? You, you still use your own backup solution. So it's, to your point, it's 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 interesting to see uh, your perspective on it because yours is a little bit different than I think the average user. Yeah, and, and another thing is privacy, right? Like, it's funny because now it's coming out, the whole CSAM thing, the whole they're scanning your iCloud, they're going to look at your photos. Like, I, I already understood that my data, if I used a cloud service, would be in the cloud on their equipment, yeah. on their servers, in their databases. And like from a privacy perspective, if I have an opportunity uh, to put it, you know, on my NAS, which is in the other room, I'd rather do that, you know, just from a sure, privacy sure. perspective. So like to me, like that's a win. You know, what I was thinking the other day was um, a lot of people don't care about privacy unless it's super easy, Right. Oh, convenience sure. trumps everything. I respect Apple in one sense. The fact they, they have like when you open a new app, it says, do, do you want this app to track? Like ask app not, not to track. To me, that, that's like the best solution. It's like, well, okay, you're giving your users a dumb, simple way to retain yeah. their privacy. It's like in front of their face. They have to acknowledge it. And that's why they say that if given the prompt, they're going to ask the app not to track. Like people don't want to be tracked. People want privacy, but they're not going to give, they're not going to, if you make it inconvenient 
to be private, they're not going to do it. You know what I mean? That, no, I totally get that was it. Kind of that's why tangent, I kind of want to but... give some. No, no. It, it, people, people want to do what's easy and, and, and most convenient, right? Yeah. So like, so like that. I mean, shoot, that's kind of why Facebook is so prevalent, right? Because if you want to see what your best friend got at Starbucks on a Tuesday, what other app are you going to do for that? Yeah, hundred I mean, percent. I don't really care about that stuff, but like, like on on a, on a more serious note, right? You want to reconnect with someone from high school. You want to reconnect with someone who you may not have talked to for a few years. You're probably going to see them on Facebook. Yeah. And that kind of brings us back to that 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 argument of no one's going to sit here, even people who who you know use Facebook every day and say that Facebook is you know like a really good company with people's best best interests and privacy in mind. No one's going to say that. But they look at the benefits and the pros and cons outweigh the benefits. But whereas what Apple's approach to, to what you were saying before is kind of like it's it's different, right? Because yeah. like as soon as you start something, it immediately asks you, you know, do you want to give permission to your camera? Do you want to give permission to Bluetooth? Yeah. Do you want it to find other devices on your network? So on and so forth. And right. when you're when you're that forefront and that simplistic with it, right. I think it makes people actually say, well, wait a minute, I don't want to have access to my camera. You know, and then it kind of puts that bug in their ear that like maybe I should be a little bit more conscious about this. And coming back to you know the the the, the iPhone 13 launch, I think a, a a really good feature that iPhone users are getting is private relay. You know, because it's so it's it's basically a toggle. You know, yeah. it's 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 a toggle for privacy. Um, now I'm not going to use it personally, and I know you're probably not either because of we we use our own DNS. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, what I mean. But I, we went out of our way. We, we knew, you know, that we could implement easily the solution to the DNS problem. So we did it. But like for mo- most people that yeah. don't know how to set user, up this stuff, they don't know I what think DNS is. Really is a game changer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like most people know I want to have privacy. Right. Nobody people knows want what it. Yeah. DNS is or what the implement, you know, what, what it, how, what it even does. They don't know what IP addresses are. They don't know what DNS is. They don't know. They just want to use their devices privately. Right. So, like, to me, like, I like Apple's approach. I, I think Android could do better at being more like that. Um, Let but me like, ask you a question since we're kind of going like, down that topic. Okay. I've read an article maybe in the past six months of, forget who it was. I think it was someone at IBM and cybersecurity. But he said that Android phones are more secure than iOS devices. And he used the argument that if you're a malicious attacker, okay, all right, you're, you're going to see that, I'm going to use random numbers here, 80% of iPhones run iOS 13. Okay. But Android's fragmentation is almost like security through obscurity because you're not <laughs> going to target, you're not going to target or or try to exploit something that that, that only affects two percent of the population, right? I can't believe you said that, but that's totally true to security through obscurity. Yeah, yeah it's funny because like you 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 each person who knows what they're running, dude. They could be yeah. running what version of Android? You don't know. Yeah, um, what security patch are they yeah. on? Who knows? What so device that's are they yeah. on? What <laughs> launcher are they running? Like, you big know, question mark, dude. It's a big question mark, and uh, so I, you know, if you if you look at it on its face and just compare OS to OS, uh, latest version to latest version, I think that's where it gets a little bit unclear as yeah, to what's more secure. For sure. For sure. Uh, obviously, the biggest uh, target would be iPhone, right? 
Yeah. You have the most users on the most OS. If you're trying to attack a platform, you want to attack the platform with the most users. This is why Windows has been historically more vulnerable than Mac uh, Mac right. OS, right? It's the big target, dude. You got 90% of people using a Windows computer. Uh, you know, you're going to attack Windows, dude. It just, yeah. you're right. So uh, it's not like Macs are virus free. They're not, you can get. Yeah, it's not like a Mac is like yeah. has some secret sauce that no one else can figure out. Although yeah. I will say, I will say, uh, coming back full circle to kind of what you said about how like we ask apps for cameras and stuff mm. since, since we moved to the pandemic and I've been on more video calls and stuff, man, people with Macs really don't know how computers work. It seems. Oh, really? And, and I'm just going to say, because, and this is a good thing. If you log on to your Mac, okay. And you log on to your windows PC, like I installed zoom. It didn't ask me if it wanted to use my camera. It didn't ask for permission to use my microphone. It just found them and worked. Yeah. But if you launch Zoom on your Mac OS, it'll be like, do you want to give permission to your camera? Do you want to give permission to your microphone? Do you want to give it Bluetooth access? Right. And if you pick no to any one of them, then they're going, my camera's not working. I my mic's know. not working. And then you, you have to tell them that they have to go into you, you know, security their, 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 and... their security settings and allow yeah. permissions for every single one. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's happened more often than not, where someone would then in turn blame Apple and say, well, it just doesn't work on the Mac. And like, that's not it at all. You yeah. just blew through the security prompts and didn't read what they said. Yeah. So. Wow. You know, that's kind of crazy how it's a double edged sword like that. Yeah. I never really thought of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah like, I mean, it makes perfect with the, sense. With the past year, you know, just being on more, more video chats and stuff than I ever have in my life. Uh, it was pretty common that people with MacBooks would, would, would then blame the hardware because they didn't allow permissions properly when they were installing their software. Yeah. 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 So real quick, dude, I want to hit the topic one last time before we switch Android versus iOS. Like, have you had anything hanging you up on Android? Like, you you know, is there, Um, has there been any drawbacks for you? I know I technically miss things like AirPlay, Apple TV remote. See, see, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to touch on AirPlay briefly. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm in, I'm a pretty big audiophile, uh, and my primary method for streaming audio from my phone uh, was to my kefs. Um, now, the kefs don't support AirPlay 2, but they worked closely with Spotify for their for Spotify's Wi-Fi Direct because they feel as if Bluetooth is an inferior protocol for delivering audio. 100%. It is. Um, so for me, I don't really miss AirPlay that much because I use the Spotify app and I just connect directly through my kefs through Wi-Fi Direct. Okay. Well, it... I don't want to say it's Wi-Fi direct because because I, I I don't miss out on the on like being connected to Wi-Fi like it's not a one-to-one Wi-Fi connection. But basically, yeah. I could just go into my Spotify and it finds the the uh, uh, the Kefs uh, as an output device, and then it yeah. uses Spotify's transfer protocol. I forget what the official name is to to, to stream to the Kefs directly. So I don't really miss AirPlay that much. For me, what I do miss and and, and it's totally opposite from what you miss is a lot of my friends use iMessage. Wow, so, that's crazy. Uh, so yeah, so like, uh, I was trying to send a video to Kelly the other day and she was trying to send me one. Yeah. I think I showed you, it came through like a, like a postage stamp. Yeah, dude. So, so um, uh, yeah, it would be nice if carriers would play along and, and then we can get RCS. Uh, yeah. I think that, I think that if carriers ever do figure out RCS, I think you're going to see a lot of iPhone users switch 
because I think iMessage is a lot of what pe- what, what 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 kind of holds people in. You know, yeah. as 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 someone uh, who just had to go with their girlfriend to get a new phone for her, uh, I was trying to get her to look at the flip, and it was it was a dead on arrival conversation, primarily because of uh, the Apple Watch and iMessage. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of funny. I guess on that topic, like you made me go out and get this watch. The, it's uh, nice though, right? This is the oh, look at uh, that band. What is it called? The band. Galaxy Watch Four. Yeah. This is Galaxy I didn't watch get the. Uh, this is the classic. I didn't get the classic. I, w- I went with the because uh, I, I just thought this looked more like an Apple product than that one did. It does. It does for sure. For sure. And like I like that aesthetic. So, but like I haven't. I I've, I've actually been super enjoying this. Uh, I think it's fun that it's different. You know it's I mean? fun that it's different. It feels like you're learning a new piece of technology. And yeah, like I said before, like I don't know. I don't know if you guys can see this very well. Yeah. But this but this bezel, this this just does it. Oh yeah. Like like this is such a better system. Now, I still think the Apple Watch is better, but right. this whole bezel system is just It's good. It's good. That's a good way to do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that like With if like you're an Android tiles. user, dude, and you want a smartwatch, like I think that Galaxy Watch line is like the way to go. Get the classic it's- if you want the more classic watch look. If you want like a futuristic look, then you go with like the Watch Four. You, That's kind of what you I kind of see. With. What I was kind of meaning though, like it, it just it just feels more complete than the Galaxy Watch Three did. Yeah, no, I like it better. Um, and and you know, I just had the three. I was playing around with it, and like it was kind of slow. It just I yeah. don't know. I saw you know people were saying the raise to wake is better on this one, and I I, I tend to agree. I think it's much, I I think it's you know. I think it's spot on. Yeah. I think it's comparable with my Apple Watch. You know, like I said, there are things that like for me, this doesn't make me miss the Apple Watch. Yeah, I yeah. I'm, I, I'm still gonna say that if I could, I would pair an Apple Watch to my Samsung phone because I would. Yeah, uh, but this doesn't make me miss the Apple Watch. You know, this which, which is probably stupid, the dude. biggest compliment I can make. You know, I kind of, I, I kind of, I know this is dumb. This is super dumb, but I kind of like, like wearing Apple, like, oh, like I like the appearance of the Apple products. I guess, like, I do aesthetically, and I, I yeah. feel like they're recognizable. It's almost like a flex thing. I think it's like See, a, like having the latest Apple products, kind of like a. Like wearing beats it or is. some shit, but like beats no, are terrible, no. obviously. But uh, it's in no. the same wearing, thing where it's like a it's like a fashion statement almost. Wearing the latest Apple Watch is definitely, it's like a statement almost. But it's yeah. it's also like really dumb. Like I don't I don't know why no, I, I, I feel that way. I think Apple succeeded in their branding. Well, for it goes me. back to what Apple is. You know, Apple's a branding and a marketing company, and they yeah. do those two things very well. I think uh, I fell for it. Is the thing. I actually, so, I you know what it made you know why you know why dude I remember when everyone was talking shit about AirPods and how they were like tampons on your ears and I was like no dude these things are awesome yeah, and like yeah. then I started wearing them not giving a fuck what the tech community said because they thought they were ugly but they were like the best you know what I'm yeah. saying hands down the best then everyone started buying them then everyone started wearing them and and to me it made me feel like a fucking trendsetter because I had them yeah. first. And then, so, like, to me, like, I've always liked the look of them because they've been the best, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. And- I think <laughs> I think the Galaxy Buds, too, the new ones, yeah. are probably my favorite aesthetic. Oh, you like uh, the look? Well, you can't see them. 
right? Yeah. Like that's like the ultimate goat for me. You know what, you I mean? know what looks good, uh, dude? I, I wanted to bring this up. Did you see the uh the the collab one? It was uh nothing. The, nothings? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah, nothings look good. They're obviously not they good. look awesome. They look awesome. They're cheap. But, uh yeah, they're a hundred bucks, I think. And like I haven't heard them. I haven't heard them. I haven't heard them either. Cheap. I think I think if you're if you're in the market for those and you don't want to get something like the I forget what they are, what Sony's version yeah. four is of now, those are probably the best noise canceling A ANCs yeah. for sound quality. But if you wanted uh sound quality and functionality, I don't think you can beat the AirPod Pro. That's another weak discussion, dude. But like I'm almost in the market for like the nothings just because of teenage engineering. Like I'm a huge fan. Like teenage I have the OP what is one. teenage engineering. Do you know what this thing is? calculator it's a pocket operator okay hold on <laughs> we're doing the we're doing the desk showcase early hold on right. i have a case for it do you know what this is uh yeah it's your music making device yeah it's the op1 dude the op1 the teenage engineering made this can you tell what like the company yeah yeah okay. they made this they made the okay. that one pocket operator too they they design like really oh, cool yeah. products. Look, LP1. Yeah, look how this looks like the nothing almost. They it got does, like a yeah. look, an aesthetic, and like they partnered with nice nothing partnered with uh, Teenage Engineering to make it, and like that's awesome. Uh, they make some really interesting stuff. Super expensive, really expensive, uh, even. But like they make some unique, really cool tech and uh, aesthetic, dude. And that's what this, that's what I'm about, dude. You know, because this is a no, podcast, dude. Wow, they make they, that a, yeah. They make some really nice stuff. Yeah, they do. So I'm like a big fan, obviously, of their uh, stuff. And so, like, the nothings to me, like, I just love the look of them. But, uh, see, see if I were to buy different headphones, I would probably get Campfire Audio Andromedus. Dang, dude, we're we're like sneaking in another topic we didn't even mean we to are, talk dude. about, dude. I don't we know how that we didn't even, you know how it goes. Link them to me though, because I want to show the podcast. Um, yeah, for those that uh, aren't viewing, uh, definitely look up the Nothings, uh, uh, Nothing Company with their headphones. Okay, so you sent me the Campfire Audio website here. Look at these, dude. What? They're wired, though. They're wired. They're wired. Okay. Wired. No, you, dude, this is... What year is it? What year? 2021? They just, sound better. Okay, well, obviously. Uh, they're gonna... These look cool as hell, though. They got an industrial design. Go to the shop real quick, and, and then yeah. you, you, you can see your their whole product or... line. Yeah, your phones. Yeah, okay. So, I guess these guys make some premium. I mean, the, dude, the yeah. pricing is killer but i mean this is the headphone market guys uh if you haven't seen audiophile products before this is the reality <laughs> of the situation yeah. if you think those airpods max are expensive dude you no, dude you have no idea how it can get not to say that like you're not getting major diminishing returns from these but you know you do get what you pay for in one sense but also there are major dif di diminishing returns in audio world all right, so let's you, move. You want to talk about that topic one day in we the will. future, though. We'll put a pin in that one. Pin in it, dude. And next topic, though. Let's move on. Is TikTok taking over? And not just TikTok. It's really just 
the new age of social media and uh, media in general, guys. So uh, I, I don't know about you. Uh, go ahead and uh, what was the headline you read that made us want to talk about this, Randy? Yeah, so uh, I have it up. I do too. Uh, so uh, TikTok average watch time uh, overtakes YouTube. So this is kind of interesting to me, right? Like, first off, I don't, I don't watch TikTok. I don't have TikTok on my phone. I pride myself in one thing on this planet, and that's if you go on my iPad and you go on, or or go on my Android phone, uh, it'll still have the little get button because I've never downloaded it. Yeah, yeah I downloaded it next to TikTok and Snapchat. So yeah, those yeah. are the two where I draw the line on. Yeah, I don't know what so, it is. Like, can you like, why are we in an age where like the short video is like the new thing? Right. Cause like, it seems I think like it comes down to like instant gratification and okay. attention spans. So <laughs> I hate to say this. You're so right though. I do too. Right. It's like, <sighs> I feel old when yeah. I go on YouTube and like, first off I get, you know, I get called out because my YouTube history is as Kelly puts it power chords, but it's basically just like all like technology educational videos. Right. Uh, <laughs> power but, chords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, some of my, you know, the the videos I, I, I watch on YouTube are probably anywhere between, I would say, 12 to 14 minutes is probably a good length of the video that I would watch. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, you know, all of these people just watch like this, these like really nonsensical short 10, 15 second clips where they just get in, get out. Yeah. So I have and, a lot of friends that, that watch TikToks and stuff. So yeah, so like Kelly has a group yeah. of like a bunch of her girlfriends and stuff, and like one boy, and they literally just send TikToks to each other all day. Yeah, and they're like, "What? What do you do? Like, 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 what do you find all this time to watch TikToks?" But in one sense, I kind of get it, right? Because like, yeah, it's kind it's of like fun. an escape from reality. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a turn your brain off, you know, watch someone do something dumb. And then move on to the next person doing something dumb. Yeah. And then move on to the next person doing something dumb. I'm already you know? doing that type of consumption, but probably on Reddit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for me, when I do something in my free time, it has to provide some sort of value. You know? And, like, watching someone do the cinnamon challenge or watching someone take, uh, like, triple the efficacious dose of caffeine yeah. for views on TikTok is not valuable to me. I know. So what you I mean. think that's where they lost me as a as a as a TikToker, I guess. Yeah, that's you know I feel like but even still, like look at And uh, then you see Go ahead. I was gonna say and but you see people who have built like TikTok dynasties and buy like two point three million dollar mansions off of you know, taking three spoonfuls to the face of Jack three D before they remove the the banned chemicals. Wow. It's like, I just don't want to support that because it contributed nothing to society and I don't want to be part of the problem. Yeah. You know, I, let me give you my perspective on it. Right. Like I was never an inherent uh, lover of these platforms. I think what makes me upset about Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, all these other platforms, what, and now TikTok is the, it's, it's basically a app. And it's infinite scrolling, and we're going to feed you ads every so many blocks. And so mm -hmm. to me, 
as somebody that like absolutely despises advertising and like I have to have an ability to block it on these apps. I'm sort of like strong armed into scrolling through ads. You know what I mean? And that's what pisses me off the most about these platforms. And that's why they're so profitable now is they found a way to serve ads so effectively. Um, And I don't know. I just get, I hate it, you know? So let me ask you a question. If TikTok was ad-free, would you be a TikToker? Well, you know, uh, here's another thing. I don't know enough about TikTok to give you that. I don't know what makes it unique. I don't know what makes it cool. I just remember seeing people dancing to music. Like, what is TikTok? I don't know. I can try to answer that, and I'm probably going to be wrong. But TikTok has something called the For You page, which is basically like your front page of Reddit. So okay. there'll be people who like tag things like hashtag FYP to try to get on people's for you page, all this nonsense. But essentially it's, it's short. I think it's like maximum 30 second clips of just people attempting to be entertaining. Okay. So it's almost like a, like a more viral version of Vine. If you remember Vine. Yeah, I know. I was going to bring up Vine, but I kind of forgot about it, but I'm glad you said. So, um, so yeah, it's basically like, now, I'm not going to lie. Some of them are pretty funny, yeah. but uh, the only ones I find funny are garbage can videos. So um, if there was a TikTok that was just garbage can videos, I'd probably What do you can. mean garbage can videos? I know. Like, like, like sometimes she'll send me these TikToks, right? And they'll have like this like really weird, like sad music. Yeah. And it'll be like a flooded street where like the garbage can is just cruising down the street without knocking over, like in the waterway. <laughs> and they'll like make the... T- and they're like, dude, like, like, like the water will like go around the turn and like, yeah. and like the garbage can will just rotate the corner perfectly. <laughs> and then, and, and then there's one where like, uh, Are you, you ever seen like, me? like, like where those garbage trucks like have the automatic crane yeah. that like picks up the can and yeah, then we got like, that. like eats the garbage into the thing. Well, there's this one video of like someone's ring doorbell camera where like the, the, the thing picks up this garbage can and yeets the garbage can and, and it like breaks or something yeah. and the can falls into but just the wheels come back just the garbage can wheels come back what the f- i lost it oh dude. shit yeah. so so kelly knows she can only send me a tiktok if it has a garbage can dude that's so fucking those that's are the so only ones funny I'll watch. yeah okay. and then uh just last one because because this one was also pretty funny yeah, yeah shoot i'm gonna make people download tiktok yeah i know uh the same type of machine uh this this uh garbage like picker up or a truck the crane on the side goes to pick up a garbage can uh but like i'm not sure how they work but it misses and picks up the bench <laughs> next to it no. and there's a lady on the no. bench yeah. <laughs> that's so funny okay you know let me say that. this let me say something about this stuff dude for years i've always told myself i would never become the old person yeah, do you know what i, I mean I'm there. I get it. Because you know how, like, I, as a tech-focused person, I've, like, um, I can't even count how many times I've run into an older person that just refused to, like, get into the new tech or even acknowledge it. You know, as a gamer, it's like if you tried, when I was a young kid and I tried to get my mom to play a video game, right? It's, like, completely alien technology or alien to her, like, buttons? Like, what? And and to me, I never wanted to get somebody... I never wanted to become out of touch, basically, with the new trends and the new tech and the new cool thing. But I feel like with TikTok, like, I've sort of become, like, the old man who's, like, doesn't get it. You know what I mean? 
Can I tell you something? Yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you a theory I have? Actually, I, I, I just opened up Reddit by accident, and the Silver Z Fold 3 is up there, and I kind of regret not getting the Silver one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think that the younger generation is moving towards less attention span in general. and Well, that's always been the case, hasn't it? Well, like, hear me out. So, so, like, now you have, like, the popularity of, like, YouTube shorts and TikTok and Instagram stories where Instagram is moving kind of away from pictures to, like, an, another TikTok competitor almost. Uh, but also look at gaming. Yeah. Look at the popularity of, like, Battle Royale games. They're instant gratification, quick in and out. You know, you're right in the action. It's... Yeah. I don't know, I man. feel like It's that, a little bit of a mess. I like they're also kind of in that in that in, in that space too where it's like i don't know i just feel i just feel like back in the day i would sit down and i would play like the same rpg for like 60 hours and yeah be happy with it and now it's just like instant gratification so it's really that's really what it's about right so like you know even mobile games you know that's kind of the thing about mobile games is it's like instant gratification i think with tiktok uh you know it's it's not for me right like i'm i'm not much like me. you I watch a lot of YouTube videos that are educational, that are informative. I like to watch people like restore stuff. I like to watch people like DIY doing some soldering I stuff. I watched a watched a twenty three minute video of a guy de rust a wrench the other day. That's that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> dude this, yeah. That de ruster shit they use is magic, dude. They dunk yeah. dunk it and then like can't pull it out and it's like bling. I'm like, oh my god. To me, that's fascinating. So I'm always I'm into that, dude. Same. I watch, like, yeah. Lewis Rossman real estate channel. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of a joke because that's yeah. all he talks about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I actually am the rare person that watches his, like, board repair videos and goes, oh, sick. I watch it, too. Like that one where he found the MacBook with semen on it. That was a good episode. Oh, God dang. Remember dude. that one? No, I Have don't. You seen that one? No. Oh, yeah, it's- it's it's like five or six years old at this time, but like someone brought in a MacBook and then he opened it up and there was there there was a big load on the oh, board. Oh god. He don't get paid enough for that, dude. Dude, your load imagine that. That's what shorted your board. <laughs> Stupid. Oh man. Anyway, I want to move on to the next talk topic, dude. Uh TikTok, yeah, it's taken over. Nothing we can do. We're old. Um, what's on your desk? What is on your desk? So this is a segment I wanted to do because it seems like every podcast, I got something weird on my desk that I can hold up and, uh, I want to do a little bit of a show and tell, dude, do you got anything interesting on your desk? Uh, interesting. I have my wallet, my knife, my phone. Anything you want to get hype about, dude? The microphone. I mean, I'm always hype about my phone and my knife. Dude, Uh talk about your knife, dude. So like, I know... You, uh, you know, we, we, you showed me photos of it earlier. Freaking sick. I did. I did. So, uh, this is kind of a relatively new hobby. I would say within the past eight months, uh, but basically, uh, basically just living my life. I found out that I kind of use a knife more often than I don't use a knife. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. It sounds weird. Right. But like I get, I get a UPS package. I have to find a way to open it. You know, yeah. I, I'm at, I'm at work and I need to cut something. It's just, yeah, I've never had a quality knife. So I started to do my research on it, you know, and then I yeah found one I liked and I kind of went down that rabbit hole of, of now just wanting to collect knives. Uh, Dude, you watched Peter McKinnon YouTube channel. He had a bench made and you're like, I'm buying that shit. Actually, that's actually, what happened, I got, dude. 
I can pull up a text message, dude, from from before that where <laughs> he was... where I ordered my bench trade before okay, he put that dude. out, and then I said, "What the hell?" I'm gonna need anyway. proof because when I saw him with a bench made, I was like, "Randy, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> it's like okay. you just you're buying everything Peter McKinnon buys, dude. The fuck was that? Was that thunder, dude? Holy shit! That was outside my window. Did you hear that? I did hear that. Was that my window? Uh, Dang. I don't know if you guys can see that. But. That was intense, dude. I feel like I got struck. Okay, yeah, I can't see it, but that was a glass. Yeah, it's a, it's a Peter McKinnon glass. Yeah, dude. So Peter McKinnon, you know, uh, you've been hyping him up on YouTube. I looked him looked him up. Makes good videos, like real good cinematography. Yeah. Great color grading. Excellent. Uh, ev- everything. Excellent everything. So, so definitely inspiring guy. So, so yeah, so like back, back to the, back to the knife thing. I, I mean, I had no idea how deep the knife rabbit hole went, yeah. but there's things like different types of steel and stuff like uh S90V and like M390 are probably going to be a little bit more uh, towards what you would use if you wanted like a, a, a quote samurai sword in your pocket, but they're not as durable. So you'll have to sharpen them more often. But then if you wanted something that's just like a total workhorse, uh, that like you can baton and, and, and yeah. things of that nature that'll just hold an edge for eternity. You probably want to look at something like crew wear. Uh, so, so yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice thing to know that you always have a quality knife on you. Yeah. So I got a knife. I got the, uh, spider code Delica four, you know, I Ooh. talk about this quite a bit. This is the, uh, uh, you know, what's cool about this knife. Uh, there's a YouTuber I watch, I forget his name now, but he reviews watches and knives and pens Stuff like that, you know, the cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, one of the knives he always has is, like, this is what he considers, like, his default knife. He he compares every knife to it, right? And so I figured I'm going to buy the default knife. Um, it's affordable relatively. And, How much uh, is it? Uh, uh, let me look at the Delica 4 on Amazon right now. But it, it's it's not bad, right? So. Yeah, I think my... My current carry is a Benchmade Mini Adamas. I think that was like two seventy five. Yeah, so there's uh, different steels you can get, different um, uh, blade, like different types and stuff. I'll, I'll pull it up. This one's eighty one dollars, um, and it's pretty. It's kind of a smaller knife. It's uh, you know, it doesn't really have a lot of frills to it. There's bigger knives if you want the paramilitary too. I have one of those too. It's another. Uh, Spyderco knife. I kind of just became have, a fan of these knives. You have a knives. pair of three, too, or no? Uh, no, I don't think I have a three. I, I don't know what I have. I have to look at my uh, order history because I bought them all on Amazon. But And they're, they, you know, the thing about Amazon is you can get fakes, so you got to watch out for that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. A Spyderco knife, that's a, that's a you know, we, we did a photo challenge the other day. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but it was like, what's your EDC? And I think we both had our knives, so you had the Benchmade. Yeah. Obviously a sexier knife. Hands down, but the the Spyderco is a good tool. I love the Spyderco so much. I bought this same knife for uh, like my brother and like um, another one of my friends. So we're like the trio of like Spyderco knives. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. What else you got on your desk, dude? You got anything? About it for me, dude. I got I like all kinds of my stuff. That's pretty clean right now. So the like, camera lens on my desk. You saw me show you this the other day. It actually takes uh, batteries that I don't have. This is the uh, pocket operator. Uh, Teenage Engineering make these little music devices. They got a bunch of different kinds, and they're kind of little fun little synthesizers. 
They got like a um, okay, okay. You know, if you want to kind of like play around with like arcadey beeps and boops, you want to make some cool sounds and stuff. These are kind of fun little toys, almost, but they're expensive toys, uh, not cheap. So they're pocket op- operators. I'll show you the website for it. Um, uh, I play around with them. You know, I I I, I have fun with them. So let me pull up the browser. They make a whole bunch of different kinds. This one's like Capcom inspired. Look, Mega Man, dude. What? Look at the different kinds. They really see, look at uh, I like Teenage Engineering really do good stuff, dude. Look at this. It's cool looking. The tonic, the KO. They each have a different sound. Like $100 a piece, it looks like. I don't know. They're not cheap, yes. though. You can get them on Amazon. $69 for that one, $59, whatever. These are kind of like little fun... Fun little noise boys. The arcade, that's the one I think I just showed you. I have a couple different ones. Little fun noise boys. Yeah, little fun noise boys. And then obviously I have the OP1. Uh, I'm not very good with the OP1. I've done a little bit of music on it. Um, but it's a, such a fun little synth. Uh, you know, I kind of like music stuff. You've made some good stuff in your day. Yeah, I got a little... This is my uh, MIDI keyboard. This is the Kai MPK Mini. So... I use this when I'm using uh, making music on Ableton. It's got a couple of these pads on top, and then it's uh, they're velocity sensitive, so the harder you smash them, and then these are velocity sensitive keys too, so you can uh, you can make some cool music and stuff. It got knobs and stuff, but yeah, it's a MIDI keyboard, so you can use this for basically anything. It's got like this little uh, dangly boy here that you can your sounds. It's fun. It's fun. My son loves playing with this when I like pull up Ableton. I click on new sounds and he's like jamming, dude. So I got that. I got a nut button. I a what? Nut. You push it. Nut. Why do you have that? <laughs> uh, I saw it in an Austin Evans video and then I bought it. So <laughs> I thought it was stupid. And it is. Photo challenge, dude. Our yeah, last topic, dude. So, you know, I think I came up, you know, I was thinking about it. We need to take more photos. Uh, we have to. We have to. I think this is the best way to do it. Yeah. So we were like, we see YouTubers collab a lot. They challenge each other. I was like, why don't Randy and I do that? Where we like, you know, pick a a, a challenge and we say like, all right, we're going to take pictures of this. And then we kind of just see who can make the best picture, critique each other. Kind of just a growth moment, right? We can kind of just... uh learn and just have an excuse to take great photos and uh and so we've done the challenge twice uh my second attempt wasn't good first attempt was it pretty was fun. fine it was uh fun. pretty good dude i mean that like a good fly trap photo dude <laughs> yeah you like that venus fly trap that was uh amanda's getting into plants she bought like a venus fly trap one and uh it looks kind of cool so i took some pictures of that uh we did a fo- i think the most fun one was the uh EDC, you know, what are you carrying yeah. every day? That was really fun. I agree. We need to have a a challenge this week. Yeah, you know what I was thinking? I was like, you know, maybe we should change up the way that we do the challenges. Maybe we ought to make it like um because like you know how like you went out for your challenge, you're like, okay, let's do nature, right? So you went out, you took pictures of nature and you came back, right? Right. Um I thought maybe it'd be more effective and efficient if we we did like um, we did like so like say how many challenges a week you want to do for example 
Do you want to do one per day? That's seven, right? Like, let's do, let's do three. Let's do three. Do three. Do there, three. Yeah, because there may be a day where you can't get out or I can't get out or something, and then we can kind of make them a little bit more. Well, here's what I was thinking, uh, right? Is like to make it so like you get the photos you need when you can get out. I was like, why don't we set it up to where like we have like a weekly challenge, but we have several challenges we got to check off. Okay. Yeah. So I like that idea. That way you don't have to do it the day of you have to, you have a week to get your seven challenges knocked out, your three challenges knocked out. And then right. whatever day you're available to go out, get that challenge knocked out. Maybe you get multiple done in a day. I thought that'd be more efficient because it's like, yeah, I might no, be able I think to, so too. Like, yeah. cause like you went out, you might be able to get multiple challenges done at that uh, place you were at. Right. 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 So I was like, that would be a way to do the photo challenge. So I, you know, if we were more popular, I'd have our audience uh, do the voting. Vote. Yeah. We're trying to be competitive and kind of like a, you know, we're sportsman like we want to make it a friendly competition where, uh, you know, we were like, who can vote? You know, not our significant others who are biased, but, uh, right. You know, we, we, we still want to ha- be, you know, be competitive, but <laughs> <laughs> we'd have our audience do it if we were like popular enough maybe we yeah. should anyway you know what i mean set up a website yeah. get our friends to like vote obviously they'd be able to tell who did what but still you How? Know what I mean? maybe not it depends yeah we have the same stuff so maybe yeah. not <laughs> especially if we do like like a more abstract challenges like like out somewhere you know what i mean yeah would be a fun challenge dude like i've been trying to brainstorm uh yeah of like obviously you did the nature one we did the edc one i think we ought to just go online and google like f- photography challenges i kind of want yeah, to do a one. lot there's not really a name for it but i want to do like the lonely object challenge where you have like that one object that's like the focal point it looks kind of lonely among like kind of like a sign in the woods or like a you know what i mean okay okay I thought that'd be a fun one where we have to find something that's kind of alone and like out of place Flickr has has a whole bunch of challenges in, in their groups we we can check there as well I, I know there's like a macro monday group that does the same thing where you have to take a macro shot every week and then they list like a challenge like foil or something like that like basic ones because it's macro right but like it's be interesting to see what we come up with you know we should do we should include macro as well because i've been playing around with my macro lens adapters and uh i agree yeah, extension tubes. Yeah, and uh, I put that. That's what I did for the the Venus flytrap and the other one. Um, I I put my macro extenders on there, and uh, I don't know much. Like I know a little bit about lens science, but it's weird because like I can't have my aperture low at all. If I, it'll just be blown out. I don't know what it is. Blown out or or shallowed like, up the field. It's I don't know if it's it's like too blurry. Like I don't know if the eighty five one point so so like, so with Mac so 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 with camera lenses the closer you focus the shallower your depth of field yeah right so like when you do macro work like <laughs> even a two point eight will be razor thin depth Dude, of field like that's razor what, that's thin that's gotta depth be what it is it's like nothing's in focus yeah it's razor thin although you can get some cool ass shots though if you get like really you low can. and like you get that line of in focus mm-hmm. those are awesome but. Yeah, so, so so like with like macro shots, like one of the more popular things you can do is you take multiple pictures and then you focus stack, or you oh focus stacking. So yeah. what would uh, 
I guess Photoshop is the best way to do that. Photoshop is the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's like it's two like the steps. only way, dude. Like I, uh, I don't think there's any good software that can Focus Stack other than there's a there's an application on Mac called Focus Stacker. Literally, it's on the App Store for like nine dollars. For those of you who are listening and don't want to go through Photoshop or have Photoshop, it works perfectly. But that's literally all it does. Uh, that's the only thing it is does. Is it good? Uh, yeah, it works great. It works great. Dude, that's kind of worth its weight in gold, man, because I don't yeah. have a photo, like, I don't have a Creative Cloud yeah. subscription. I don't want to get one. Yeah. I don't want to pirate Photoshop. Yeah, it's $9. If you search Focus Stacker, uh, let me see if I can just find it really quick. That's nutty, because... It's a little flower. Sorry, it's fourteen ninety nine. Okay. Uh, I just sent you a link. It, it works like you wouldn't believe. Dude, that's unreal. So, I mean, I'll, I'll pull it off of the stream, but or for the recording. Focus Stacker, dude. Look at that. Yeah. If you don't know what focus stacking is, it's where you have uh, like multiple photos, each at different focal lengths, and then, or uh, not focal lengths, but focuses, I guess. Focus points. And then it combines all of them together to like be in focus, I guess. It's kind of hard to describe. Maybe you can do it better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Essentially, what what we're trying to say is, when you take a macro shot, yeah, the 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 area in focus is really small. So yeah. to the point where you would have to focus on multiple points of the image right. to create one really sharp image. And then what? Excuse me. What focus stacking will do is it will analyze. Say you take ten shots, it'll it'll it it it'll do like a contrast detect. On those ten shots, where it detects for like sharp edges, which is how it will detect what part of that scene is in focus, and then it'll stack them all together. So every part that has a sharp edge will, will combine to make one photo. Yeah, it's totally an awesome thing you can do. You you can focus stack on more than just macro shots too. I don't know if yeah. I mean I know they they specifically mentioned you could focus that. stack with anything. Yeah. So like so like uh, another popular use is like some some uh, landscape photographers will will use it to get the foreground and the background in focus. Uh, but that's like one or two photos, right? I mean, there are people who do like product photography, macro product photography, and they'll fo- and, and they'll focus stack like twenty shots. Yeah. Just 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 to get the entire product in focus. Um, most cameras need like a focus rail for that. Uh, or you can do it by hand. Or I, I know the R5 has it. I'm not sure about the new Sony ones. But kind of like how you can do like uh, HDR exposure bracketing. You can do focus stacking bracket or focus bracketing on the R5. Can you explain where, something to me, dude? Because you're, you're sure. teaching me something. So like why would you need a focal rail to do focus stack photography? Sure. So basically, what 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 a focus rail will do is you can set it for different increments, right? So you can set the rail so it will move like two millimeters, two millimeters, two millimeters, take a shot, two millimeters, take a shot, two millimeters, take a shot. Because realistically, when you focus, all you're doing is changing the the uh, uh, where the lens is focusing. Right. So you. You could theoretically focus one of two ways, right? So, like, if any of you have a camera at home, you could, you could either focus by manually changing the focus ring, or you could just move your body in and out until it becomes in focus. So that's where the focus rail comes in, right? Is because it's precisely doing two millimeter intervals with that's with, nuts, your, with, with like, your camera back and forth. Does that not impact your, um, uh, I guess, uh, the uh, perspective at all when you do that of the image, or is it? 
It um, depends on probably the... If it's a landscape, it probably doesn't matter so much because you're so far away from well, the subject. Well, well, you wouldn't really use a focus rail with like a landscape shot. You would use a you would use a focus rail when you were doing product photography more more so. Uh, it just seems because, like the closer your subject is, the more movement. Yeah, but we're talking we're talking millimeter increments. Okay. We're not talking like yeah. Okay, know, I know what you mean. We're not talking so big movements. We're talking worth. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah, yeah you're probably so, using like really uh, wide lenses that have a very small focal length and then you're just so like most, sweeping through the range. most macro lenses are raw are probably between 90 and 105 millimeters okay. if they're pro, if they're pro grade macro lenses now you may see some cheaper ones that are like 35 millimeters to 50 millimeters um that have the moniker macro on them all that really means is they have a closer than normal focus distance i wouldn't necessarily call those traditional macro lenses um Sony has a 90 millimeter macro out. It's the FE 90 millimeter uh, G, 2.8 G. And it literally is one of the first lenses they've made for E-mount. But it is so incredibly sharp that they probably won't ever replace it because I don't know how you can make a better lens than that. Yeah. Um, uh, if they do replace it, they'll probably do what Canon did with their RF mount. So generally speaking, a macro lens will have a one-to-one reproduction ratio, which means that uh, the lens reproduces one-to-one for for distance. So like it it doesn't have a negative uh, magnification like most lenses do. Uh, But Canon's new macro lens is a 1.4 times. So it's, it's like a super macro. Like it's, 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 honestly like alien technology i don't know how they did it yeah but uh yeah that's kind of like a little a little one-on-one on macro photography yeah uh, that's awesome i didn't know about like some of that you know that's yeah so it. uh i think maybe the a1 has it because i know the r5 does so like i said when you move in those increments like the r5 will do focus bracketing where you can say to change focus two millimeters take a shot change focus two millimeters take a shot so like you don't have to interact with the camera and bump it or anything it'll do it all by itself yeah that's kind of what a focus rail does too right is it's basically knobs that you turn so it stays accurate and then you just kind of keep taking the shots right right 100 percent. now that's really cool i mean i never thought about maybe i'll try a focus stack with that app and see if i can get yeah. a good macro right. shot because you know that venus fly trap we did like i it was like barely in focus but if i yeah, focus so- stack that it would have been pretty cool so 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 to give you an example that xbox photo that i got from the internet uh that is four shots really so you focus stack that yeah yeah that's four shots dude i didn't know that yeah that's four shots that's also also if you have a dedicated macro lens uh just some other knowledge uh they can usually get stopped down really low because of how shallow uh macro depth of field is so like uh sony and canon's macro lens i'm not sure if nikon's is the same i would say so you can stop those down to f32 wow that's nutty dude yeah i had to look into that because i don't have a dedicated one i just have those extension tubes yeah so so extension tubes are fantastic for you know spending twenty dollars and being able to close focus uh but nothing beats a dedicated macro lens and that sony one is like 900 bucks it's and and it it also doubles as a sharp as hell portrait lens yeah so. i don't know man i think if i'm looking for a lens i might get like the 50 or like something else i well, need for a you, wide see for you uh your lens setup you this is a problem with getting into cameras because 
you have a lot of fun lenses that you want to buy, right? Like you want to buy the 512, you want to buy the, the 8514, you want to buy the, yeah. the, the 90 mil macro, but at the same time, it's like, well, I really need a 24 to 70, a 72 200 and a 15 to 35. Mm -hmm. You, you really have to buy the Trinity in my opinion, before you start to buy the fun boys, because yep. the fun boys will are, are amazing and they'll take insane shots, like literally insane shots. But there are pictures that you won't be able to take without having the Trinity first. Yeah, I know. It's you true. know what I mean? So like, so like, like I said, like I, I want to get into shooting like uh, maybe potentially weddings or some side work and stuff. But, and, and I tell Kelly this all the time, like I can't because I don't have the 7200 yet. And like, I can't shoot a wedding without a 7200. You just can't do it. Dang, dude. You, you can't, can't, you really can't. Dang. That's no, nuts. no. Is well, that like, like the focal length? I don't know. What is, what do you mean? What's the, like, what's the best uh, focal length for a wedding shoot, I wonder? Well, ideally, you would use them all, right? But, like, if, you, if you're in the ceremony, like, in the actual wedding. You want to get out of the way. You, you're, I'm, I'm not going to be three feet from them exchanging vows, right? No, no. So, so I'm going to need at least a 70 to 200 in, yeah. in, in, in the church or where, wherever they're getting married at. Also, I... Uh, we should just do a photography podcast because I can talk about this for days. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. The longer your focal length, the more background compression you have. That's so true. like I'm at like 28 millimeters right now, and you can still kind of tell that that pole behind me is closer than the wall. Yeah. So the longer this focal length would be, it would kind of compress that background more and kind of give you that like, I kind of want to call it like the medium format, like, but no one's going to know what that means. But like that 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 look where your subject is clearly separated from your background right. because the background has no depth right so that's what that's what a longer focal length lens will give you so when you look at something like um i, th I think a really good example is you know people say that like if you're vlogging you, you want a really wide angle lens well that's for two reasons one it's because uh you're probably holding it out so you want to have your face in in and in the frame more than just your nose but when you use a wide angle lens almost everything is in focus you know what i mean yeah 100%. like uh like like so so a 72 to a 200 will not only allow you to take shots that you physically couldn't because of the venue you're in but you also get this really really dreamy compression look that no matter how good portrait mode gets it's not going to compress the background no. you know so like there's a difference between there's a so so the term is kind of misused a lot bokeh bokeh actually is the quality of your out of focus elements um so 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 you have amount of bokeh and then you have bokeh itself whereas bokeh is the quality of out of focus elements and uh i i, I think i could show you a, a really good example of that later on offline and and then we we could share it in our yeah. in our photography centers podcast yeah. For sure. Well, you know what? We're going to plan for that. So I want to do yeah. photography centric. I want to talk about gear because obviously we love gear. Um, I know I have a lot of gear here in my studio. So, you know, I want to talk about some of that. Uh, and, yeah, and, for sure, you man. Know, for gear sure. that we're looking to buy in the future. Just stuff like that because I love talking about gear. So, you know, it's kind of funny because like a lot of these YouTubers that I watch, they talk so much about gear. It's like their whole channel is gear. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. I could totally do that. Like, I love just talking. I about also it. want to point out, you know, that when we were filming our first podcast was, was when I got the hundred mil macro. 
And three or four days ago is when Jared Poland just got his review sample for that lens. Jeez. So we could have been ahead of the curve, dude. Dang, dude. What are we doing, dude? Let's go. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to do the aesthetic, you know, the the camera aesthetic podcast, dude. Yeah, yeah so uh, it'll be included. Expect my episode. So like a special, a special segment, I think. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. But we're going to wrap this one up, dude. Like, we're done. We're done, dude. It's been a long. It, it's been a long one, actually. We we like to re- yeah. We're, we're like an hour and thirty seven minutes in, whatever, yeah. according to my timer. So that's pretty good. Anyway, thanks for coming to the Technostatic Podcast. Please go to our website, technostatic.com. Send us an email. You know, tell us how we did. Tell us what we should talk about. Yeah. Obviously, upcoming new Apple event. We're going to be covering that stuff when that happens, and uh, you know, look forward to that. We're going to do the photography thing. Maybe you want to look at the photography challenge photos, dude. Hit us up. Maybe yeah, we'll let, uh, us know. Hey, let us know, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, on next week on the Technostatic Podcast. Bye.